everybody. My name is Wanjo Panda, and you're joining us here for the Panda Bar, Episode 2, alongside Sergio Barragan. And we're here to talk about sports, we're here to talk about pop culture, we're here to talk about our lives, uh, and hopefully share some laughs, some tears, uh, and have a good time with you all. So, first and foremost, initial thoughts from this past week of sports. Sergio, what, what are your initial thoughts? My first initial thought is the Canelo fight. Ah. Canelo Cotto fight that happened last night. And who won? Canelo won by unanimous decision. That's what's pick from last week. I chose Canelo. You chose Cotto. And who won? <laughs> this guy, this Filipino. Rank one for the Filipinos, boys. All right, go ahead. Let's open up these beers first. All, All right, right let's, let's do a little cheer for Canelo. So this brings up our Firestone DBA. Not sponsored yet, but... Not sponsored yet. <laughs> well, hopefully. But uh, DBA... Beer cheer for Mr. Canelo. Good job in the fight, boy. So what What do you think about the fight? I thought uh, Canelo won pretty convincingly. It was a chess match. Mm -hmm. They were playing checkers. It was a really smart fight by both fighters. I think Canelo was a little bit bigger, and therefore Cotto's punches didn't hurt Canelo as mm -hmm. much. So he walked them down quite a bit. He had really counter, really good counter right hands and a nice left hook. Um, so he won maybe nine to three rounds. He mm. won pretty convincingly. Do you feel like age was a big deal? I know we talked about age last week with uh, Peyton and Kobe. Uh, how, how old is um, Goto again? He's 35 years old, but okay. um, I didn't think age played a factor in this fight. I thought he looked sharp. Okay. I thought both fighters looked sharp. I thought uh, Canelo looked impressive. Usually, a lot of people say I'm a Canelo hater, but he looked good last night. Mm -hmm. And I think he, he, he was kind of feeling himself at the end of the fight when they did the post-fight interview. And he he basically said, I can put the, the, the gloves on again right now and fight Triple G. <laughs> Triple G is a bad boy. I wouldn't say that yet, just yet. Who's Triple G? Triple G is... <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, let me explain. I am ignorance to boxing. I am 12 years old. Oh, go ahead. Triple G is probably the most dangerous fighter in boxing right now. He has won his last 21 fights by knockout. Mm. He's 34-0 with 31 knockouts. He won the silver medal for Kazakhstan. Oh, I know this dude. He is a bad boy. Yeah, he they're talking he's going to be like the next Manny-ish kind of fighter. Or like the next like, like golden next ticket. Tyson, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's like the hottest ticket in sports. He always gives you a show. And he's, he's better than American. He's better than everybody in boxing. Um, he's one of the best fighters pound for pound. Like, So he'll be like the next generation's face. Well, the thing is he's a little old too. He's 32 years old now. Oh, never mind. But he looks really, really sharp. And mm. the thing about boxing is consistency, right? Because mm. you only got one night to, to impress people. Yep. And in basketball, you have 82 games. Yep. And this guy has knocked out his last 21 opponents. Is he like Triple H? It's time to game. Just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, all right. Triple G will probably fight Canelo in May of next year. Mm. That's the fight that everybody wants to see. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest fight boxing can make, and since we both don't believe that Floyd Mayweather is not gonna is 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 not gonna stay retired, Floyd can't make a bigger fight than that fight. Mm. So the only fight that Floyd can actually make that's bigger than a uh, Triple G Canelo fight is if he actually fights Triple G, and that's never gonna happen. So there's a there's a there's a, a less likely chance of Triple G Floyd than mm -hmm. there is for Manny Floyd. 
Yeah, I would say that. Yes. I mean, just that's a Floyd's, safer fight for Floyd. Yeah, because Manny's old and he's beaten Manny already. Okay, so where do we go from here? What what where does uh, both uh, Cotto and Canelo go from here? Canelo says he wants to fight Triple G. And All right. He's Mexican, so they're probably gonna give a Mexican date, which is Cinco de Mayo. Okay. So that's his next fight. Um, Cotto is gonna have to go back to the drawing board, and he just signed with Rock Nation. He got paid fifteen million dollars for the like last Jay-Z? fight. Like Jay Z. Rock Nation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rock Nation Sports. Oh, I was like, is he gonna drop some rhyme? I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's why Jay Z was there. And yeah. Oh, what? And uh, he went to his restroom room after the fight and said, "What's up?" or whatever. Miguel Cotto is probably gonna fight in June of next year. Mm-hmm. I don't see him fighting early next year. I think he's gonna take some time off mm-hmm. and fight the uh, New York City for the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Okay. That's usually what happens. And the three fighters I always see or hear about now, aside from like the older heads like Manny and, and Mayweather, have always been like Triple G, which I heard a little bit about. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot of hype about him. Check out his mixtape. Oh, yeah? There's a mixtape oh. on YouTube. <laughs> is it, wait, is it in, uh, in English or what? But yeah, well, you, you just need to see him knock out people. You don't need to see the, the language. <laughs> Oh wait, wait! Like a is a mixtape of like uh, highlights. Oh, I thought you meant like a mixtape. Oh, like you he, thought he was a, like, he, he was a like, oh he raps as well. Okay, cool. Triple G, that sounds good. Like yeah, the singers. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he dropped some rhymes. Like oh damn, this guy. Um, no, it's, it sounds like it's like Triple G, Canelo, and then Amir Khan. Which so with those three in mind, and it sounds like of course Triple G is on top uh, of those three. Uh, where would you rank the other two following? Between Amir Khan, Triple G, and who else? Canelo. I think Canelo maybe broke into the top 10 pound for pound fighters now. Mm. Amir Khan's not in there. Mm-hmm. Triple G is probably top three. Mm-hmm. The best way I can describe Triple G to people that don't watch boxing mm-hmm. is if you watch Kevin Durant play basketball, mm-hmm. he's a complete offensive basketball player, right? Yeah. He is efficient in every way possible. He shoots a three. He's good in field overtools. Yep. He throw can back you down. Great jump shot. Triple G is extremely efficient in the offensive end. Mm-hmm. He is pleasing to the eye. He can knock you out with either hand. He's the type of fighter that you call. He has heavy hands mm-hmm. because he doesn't need that much leverage or velocity in his punches to to hurt you. Oh, got it. Yeah, and he goes to the body, goes to the head. He is known to extend fights sometimes to give the people more of a show. Mm. He he lets himself get hit. Hmm. Yeah, he's a great fighter. That's awesome. All right, Triple G, we love you. Come on the show. Uh, but yeah, and my... he's a nice guy. He sounds like a nice guy. Oh, he yeah? sound, he, if you if you see a picture of him, he looks like he doesn't hurt a fly. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And a dude's from Kazakhstan. From Kazakhstan, That's and he's crazy. learning how to speak English. So. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to see us fighting. We'd love to have you on the show. Triple G, uh, just fly out over here from Kazakhstan. Well, uh, I mean, Mexicans love him too. We'll kick with him. Sounds good. All right, all right. So, initial thoughts going on to um, the actual big fight. You know, we already talked a little bit about it, uh, but you want to talk about making weight and, and what that means and, and the oh, yeah. complexities of that whole process. Well, it's kind of like wrestling when you're in high school, right? You have to make weight and then to to wrestle with guys your height or your or your size. Yeah. In boxing, there's weight classes. And uh, one of my boys from back home, from Coachella, Randy Caballero, he's a, he was a world champion at bantamweight, which is 118 pounds. Mm-hmm. In boxing, you have to make the weight the day before so you can hydrate. 
right? Mm -hmm. And usually fighters gain like 10, 15 pounds between that those 24 hour periods. Mm -hmm. My boy Randy Caballero failed to make weight, mm -hmm. and he failed miserably. That's not taking shots at Randy. It's just that it's one of your two jobs. You have to make weight, and you have to fight. Mm -hmm. You have to have a game plan when you get up in the ring. Mm -hmm. But he was five and a half pounds overweight. Which is a big... Which is huge, because the next weight class from 118 is 122 pounds. So he would have been at a... So he still wouldn't have made the weight class on top of that. Mm -hmm. Over that. Mm -hmm. If you're within a pound or two pounds, I think they gave you like an hour to lose that weight. But he wasn't there. And then they even canceled the fight because the guy wasn't open to to fighting a guy that's that much bigger than him. Mm -hmm. You understand what I mean? Which he has a right to. Yes, he has a right to, but neither fighter gets a gets a person. Neither fighter gets paid. Oh, wow. That's because they canceled the fight. And Oscar, I heard Oscar was trying to manage a deal, salvage the fight, but he couldn't, he couldn't convince the guy. And this was an undercard for... This was part of the undercard of the Cotto Canelo fight in wow, Vegas. that's crazy. Yeah. Well, we'd love to have your friend... Uh, Randy. Randy up for uh, a show just to hear about his experience about that. If he's down. He's a great fighter. I mean, I'm... He just said uh, he, he probably needs to see the move up in weight. or mm. And I saw that he was at 120 pounds last week. Mm. So he gained three pounds in the last week of his training camp, which is very unusual. One of the issues that I spoke to my brother about was like, he might have just one scale and he felt comfortable with that one scale and that one scale might have been off. Yeah. Well, it's already here. But hopefully he'll come back yeah. and see him fight next Yeah, uh, he's still in an undefeated fight. He's a great fighter. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully... Uh, Gets a big fight pretty soon. Cool. All right. Moving on to the next topic, the big game. Cal Stanford. All right. <laughs> it's kind of a sad game, but uh, what do you think about it, Serge? We, we lost pretty badly. Yeah, we lost by two touchdowns, but the score isn't. The game wasn't as close as the score says. Yeah, I think we were losing twenty-one to six in halftime, and then we scored. We made it close, twenty-one to sixteen. But I think it was like thirty-five to sixteen, and then mm -hmm. we scored a late touchdown. Yeah, well, Stanford's a great team. Mm -hmm. they, mm -hmm. they run the ball good. They play great defense. They're probably the best team in the Pac-12. Yeah, and then we played at Stanford, so it was it was tough. It was a tough game, and then we've been in a in a. A downward spiral over the last month and a half, which is weird because they started off so well. Well, the thing we played, we played weak teams. We played uh, who was it? Grambling State. We played. We beat Texas, but in Texas has had a, has had a horrible season, right? Yeah, but we got lucky. <laughs> That's true. Uh, extra they point. Missed it, yeah. Extra point. Missed. That's weird. I had a lot of coworkers who were from Texas or went to UT and were just pretty bummed about that, and I just laughed at their faces. Anyways, but we we might go bowling so. I'm so happy about that. Really? We're six and five. Hmm. We got ASU next week, and uh, we're playing at home. So hopefully we can be seven and five and secure a bowl game for sure. See, I'm so weird. I'm not weird. I'm so unknowledgeable about the whole um, bowl situation. Cause I know it's, it's just like a, a panel that decides certain things, and there's mm -hmm. rankings and stuff. Like, how do you feel about the whole uh, bowl system overall? Do you feel like it's it's competent and it makes sense? Do you feel like there should be a different way of going about things, like a playoff version, or what do you think? I mean, bowl games are nice just to have like an extra game for the for the for the seniors and the and the players because mm -hmm. I think they actually get gifts 
Yeah, they get gifts. They get a trophy. It's you know a big deal. There's a lot of money in there. I think the playoff system is a great idea that mm-hmm. they have right now with four teams. Uh, it's better than BCS. Is mm-hmm. maybe the third or fourth best team at the end of the 12, 13 week period in December. Doesn't get it's, it's probably better. Well, they showed it. Ohio State was a fourth ranked team last year in the playoff, and they won the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's good that you get you give uh, the other teams a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, this year is a little bit uncertain because you got Alabama, Clemson, Notre yeah. Dame, yeah. Oklahoma State, and the Giants are losing too. I mean, the, the Giants, as in the Giants of college football, are are uh, are having some weak points. Ohio State just lost to Michigan State. Which yeah, is I saw that. Crazy, and a lot of players, including I can't remember his name, um, but the, the star running back of the team took some shots. At, is he jealous? Yes. Jeremy Meyer, really? Yeah, he, uh, he, he. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, I hate my coach. He sucks. But it was more so like we weren't just we were just making the weird plays. We we're making the weird calls, and uh, he usually averages around twenty three point four, twenty three point three carries per game, from what I remember. And he, but uh, in the first half of, of the game, he only had like thirteen carries, so he barely got the the amount. Yeah, he touches. Yeah. Especially for the, one of the bigger games of, of their season. And especially for a premier running back. Exactly. Like he's, he's, like, he's probably the best running back going into the draft. Yeah, he's a playmaker. And, and you know, it's not. I don't think he was being cocky or anything, but he knows and the team knows what works for their team. Especially against, like, a, a tough, not even a tough opponent, but a big game as, mm-hmm. as, a, Michigan, State. as Michigan State. And it was just weird to see that, I don't know, when things are working for you. It just doesn't make sense for you to come deviate from, from that plan. I, mean, I don't know much about Michigan State. I don't know if their, their, run, their run defense is, is great or amazing, but I know they've let like about what their average uh, points against uh, per game or is like around 20, 23 or something like that. Yeah, they're solid. Michigan mm-hmm. State's solid. They're top 10 going into the game. So it was, it was really interesting. I mean, you know, of course, Ohio State was heavily favored, but yeah, it's just interesting to see all these different teams kind of lose and, and lose their, their place. Well, the thing about Ohio State is that they finally played against a, a good team mm-hmm. this year. Like mm-hmm. they, had, so a lot of people, a lot of critics were saying that uh, they had the easiest schedule for a defending champion. Huh. Yeah, the, their toughest game was going to be Michigan State yeah. at the end of the season. Yeah, and they got Michigan, which is, which is the biggest rivalry game in, in college football. Yeah, next week. But anything else for college football before we move on? Any any big teams or matchups in the future you, you think we should keep an eye on? Michigan and Ohio State. Again? Even yeah. though, like, it probably oh, doesn't have yeah. any playoff implication anymore because Ohio State, like, since they lost so late in the season, they can't make up ground anymore. Mm-hmm. And Michigan has already had two or three losses. Yeah. They lost to Utah. They lost to Michigan State in a last-minute crazy play. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, Harbaugh. I think that's the, their only two losses, though. That's like that's such an amazing play. But Har- Harbaugh has turned it around, though. I, I mean, it's his first season. It. Like he'll be fine. I mean, they'll be fine, especially by, by next season when his system is like implemented fully and then players are used to the way he runs things. So moving on, that show we, we mentioned last week, Masters of None, um, created and I believe produced by the great Aziz Ansari. Sergio, how do you feel about the show? This is how I feel about it. You know, we, we recorded the first podcast on mm-hmm. a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I binge watched all 10 episodes on a Monday. 
<laughs> you not work? I work from home on Mondays, but mm-hmm. but I did it after work. It's only five hours. No, yeah. Oh, it's only five hours. Oh, that's right. It's only five hours, so it's 30 minute episodes. I highly recommend watching it. Yes. Aziz Ansari writes all the episodes with his friend. I can't remember his friend's name, but he shows up in the second episode. Oh, the, the Asian dude. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Hey, wait, is Eric actually, Lang? Is, is, he the, is he also the actor for that? Or is yeah. It? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Aziz. Yeah. And I think Aziz directed one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he was really hands on. I like, I like some of the direction. Mm-hmm. I like I like the content of it. Mm-hmm. I like uh, that it starts conversations mm-hmm. that need to be have, and I like that I can relate to yeah. these in that show. Yeah, and, first generation American. Exactly, and and that's what I was saying. Episode two, parents definitely hands down my favorite episode. My girlfriend and I binge watched the whole um, season in, in the span of a weekend um, a few weeks back, and that episode got us tearing up and crying. <laughs> Right there and then, in the first like five, seven minutes, like thinking about our parents and and their migration out 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 to the U.S. and what they had to leave it behind, and that's a lot of kids and and children of of, of immigrant parents probably had a very similar kind of mm-hmm. testimony or, or connection uh, to that narrative. So and that was really it was really beautiful, and it wasn't forced. And I, I love the fact that the show, to a point, is pretty diverse and makes a point to, to being diverse, but not forcing it or not playing mm-hmm. on certain like. Yeah, they have, their, of, they have their um, um, the perspective um, of Hollywood towards Hollywood for Indian South Asian folks is really interesting. You know, the the one episode where Aziz was not comfortable uh, trying to imitate uh, a stereotypical or an Indian accent mm-hmm. was was really powerful. I was like, huh, that's really interesting. And it's you know, it's I don't know much about Hollywood, and I know you're more to the whole film industry, but that's one of the complex things for a lot of actors of color and actresses of color yeah. is one the question of legitimacy and two. Uh, the question on of uh, authenticity, not just for the actor or actresses themselves, but more so for the roles they're playing. You know, of course, you need to find a job, and you gotta take care of fam, take care of you know your your um, your, your needs, mm-hmm. but at what cost? Um, so it's it's really interesting. It's a powerful show. We highly recommend it. Yeah, episode two is my favorite for sure. <laughs> um, well, there's some things like it's it's really highly touted, and a lot of people like it a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of critics love it, especially. Shout out to Metacritic. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Metacritic? Nope. Okay. You heard of Rotten Tomatoes, right? Yes. Rotten Tomatoes usually is like this website which tells you how much you're actually going to like the movie. Mm-hmm. So if it has 92%, you're 92% likely that you're going to like the movie. Mm-hmm. Metacritic is a website that aggregates all the reviews from all the media outlets, right? Mm-hmm. New York Times, Washington Post, whatever. And then gives you an average number of that, of that of the score. Okay. So... Let's say uh, Masters of None got a ninety-one, yeah. which is really, really, really high, mm-hmm. right? It's an A minus yeah. score. That just shows you the 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 content that it has. It's really good. Some of the dialogue was forced. It was just a little awkward. Yeah. How, yeah. how 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 he was putting it in there. Yeah. And then I also felt that uh, well, the acting they're not gonna win any Emmys for that. I mean, but, yeah, they're most more comedians, and yeah. which is fine. It's like his friends, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, everything else in general is really, really good. Mm. Like this is the first show of of its kind, I mm-hmm. think. I don't know if there's gonna be a second season. There should be, but there should be. I mean, the, by the way, the, the people are binge watching it. And everyone's loving it. Like there has to be. I mean, and Netflix. But it kind of ended smart. weird, though. Oh, when he left. Yeah, he left it. Oh <laughs> no, no spoilers. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alerts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he left to go back. 
to an article. When he got on the plane and he left somewhere. It, well, yeah. <laughs> we'll just say that. That was close. We could cut that. <laughs> but no, yeah. And, and, you know, I think I, that was a, a twist. I was not sure how to feel, but I liked it. But that's kind of like an art, you know? That's the end. I, like, yeah. Well, how are you going to... How are you going to... Oh, no. I think they can bring it back. I'm pretty sure you can bring it back. And do what? And Well, this is the thing. Like, I feel like a lot of shows end that way because they want you to... To watch them know. They want a cliffhanger? See, yeah. They, they're not going to be like, okay, now he's going to go to da-da-da to rejoin da-da-da-da. No, they, they, they want the audience to be like, wait, 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 what? No, what happens this now? This is so weird because like, he gave up his career. Like, yeah. He's done with that. Um, he, he can always come back to acting. Yeah, right? and I think it's, it's, it's pretty awesome though. I think... Uh, <laughs> I think it was, a, it was a good... At first, I was like, cut off guard. I was like, what the hell was that? But no, it makes sense. Not makes sense, but like it's... You thought he was going one way, but then they just of course, hit you with yeah. that pivot. I, th- I think it's good, though. I think it's I think it's good because that's that keeps audiences on, on our toes and it, it makes you want to learn and see more, which is what um, the first season is supposed to do. This is definitely a show for us, for the yes. young people. Yeah, yeah. And even, you know... Also, in the, the other episode. There's, there's the old people, right? There's yeah, the old people. That, that episode. One of um, Aziz's uh, white guy, uh, like best friend or close friend. The giant. Yeah, like giant guy. He's, like, he's super funny, by the way. He's hilarious. Um, he uh, and he's. I just like everything he says. He's just like a really conscious, like funny guy. Two point. Uh, but when Very he when he when he brought like the little seal for his like, grandpa, that was the best man. That was anyway. Gave it to one of the tenants. And yes, the that, was, that was cute. That made my, my heart warm. But yes, master of none. Aziz and sorry, good job. Uh, if you haven't checked out his stand up, pretty funny as well. It's all on Netflix for the most part. I love his stand up. Stand up super funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the first time I ever watched, I ever saw Aziz and sorry. You know what? what? I know what I what, what? What? It was um. The Jay Z Kanye West video. Yeah, that's the first time I ever nah, saw nah, you. And you're nah, like, nah, you're nah, like this you're Indian like best dude. friends, dude. Him and Kanye. Yeah, no, him, Kanye, and Jay Z. Jay Z invited him to a party, and then like, all, it was like New Year's party, and then uh-huh. Jay Z asked him to like do jokes. <laughs> Wasn't that Kanye? Kanye? No, that no, Kanye. no, it was Jay Z. It was Jay Z. He's like, Hove. Uh, or maybe it was both of them. I don't know. It might be Kanye. I don't know. Uh, they made like, him do now. jokes at his house. Yeah, they made him do jokes at like the New Year's party, and and as he was like. It doesn't work like that. I don't just like do jokes. It's not like a magic trick where I just pull a bunny out of my my hat and stuff. But it was hilarious. He was talking about how <laughs> talking about how he was like trying to do jokes and he's just like he he didn't do it so well. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he, Jay, tell him shit. Yeah, like, all right, just just end it. They're not funny right now. But no, Aziz, I'm sorry. We love you coming to show. We love all your bits uh, during your comedy pieces. Um, Huge fan. Yeah, I think my favorite one was the whole. Uh, the linen, you know what I'm talking about? Like the, the factory linen, whatever, with his bedding. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. 400 threads. 400 threads, mother. <laughs> you feel these 800 threads? <laughs> it's, like, it's like sleeping on lotion. <laughs> season star is pretty funny. I'm really happy uh, to see uh, another um, uh, another person of color out there doing really big stuff, but not, not having to make fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. Like being able to kind of make comedy, make people laugh on their own means, which is awesome. So in season sorry, kudos to you. Check out this show. And yeah. In the arms of the We're just two dollars and sixty-six cents.
you can help elderly quarterbacks like Peyton Manning get back on his feet and off the bench. Quarterbacks from their time, from their prime, are now reminiscing on their days with the Colts, with the Falcons, with people like Michael Vick, Manning, and even Andrew Luck deserve a second chance. But not Kaepernick, because he's not really that great. All right, You're bring it back. You're cold-blooded, man. You're cold-blooded. <laughs> bring it back to Emily quarterbacks. We thought Man- I thought Manning was going to be able to pull it off again or, or get back on his feet. He did not. Uh, now you told me um, that the Broncos may not be Super Bowl contenders, correct? Well, I just want to get this out. I got Payne Manning in my fantasy team. <laughs> he gave me negative seven points last week. <laughs> right after we recorded the first podcast, he yeah. showed me that. I'm like, what? Really? Yeah. yeah, 35 yards, four picks, five completions. Almost right. as many completions as picks. That's ridiculous. Um, he got benched. Uh, he's going to be out for the next several weeks. Um, oh, is he injured or just... He's injured. Oh. He was injured. Oh. Aw. He has something... I can't even pronounce what's wrong with his foot. That's how bad it is. <laughs> he has a, something wrong with his shoulder and something else. Show he plays in the background. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think they're super contenders, especially with that quarterback that I can't even name. I can't remember his name. He has a weird name. <laughs> Well, this is the thing, though. The Broncos are standing in first place in the, in the AFC West. Don't make the playoffs. They're not going to make any noise in the playoffs, though. But that's the thing. Do you think, what is it, week... What week is it now? Nine? It's week 12. Week 12? So mm-hmm. we have, what, five, four or five-ish more games to go. Mm-hmm. I think they need a solid quarterback with those five weeks, four weeks left. The AFC West isn't that much of a blowout in terms of uh, the Broncos aren't that much up. Well, the Chiefs are, uh, what, close to 500, so are the Raiders. They're 4-5, mm-hmm. and five, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got Payne Manning and the, and the Broncos 8-2, and two, I want to say. Something like that, yeah. So they got a big enough lead where they can lose a couple games. But I'd say if they, they go, I feel like if they go 1-4. They can't four, go Cowboys yeah. on you. They can't lose no, seven yeah. straight. That's, that's the thing. And I feel like without – I'm not saying Peyton was a big – reason for their success, but <laughs> I don't know how this new quarterback, backup quarterback, is going to do and fair for... Well, the thing, for I, think, I think he's only going to be there for a few weeks. He's not going to... So, and they're going to bring back Peyton? Peyton yeah. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, then it should be, might, might be fine. But it's really interesting. It's like they did so well, but only barely so well. But Payne, Payne is an average quarterback in the postseason, and he's a great quarterback in the, in the, in the regular season. So what does that mean if they go to the playoffs? Again? He's probably going to be even worse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he won Super Bowl, one Super Bowl, right, with the Colts. Yeah, yeah, and then you know they made it. They made it to uh, I think the AFC Championship. No, they made it to the Super Bowl with, uh, against Seahawks. The Saints. Oh no, no, no. Oh, you're talking about uh, with the Broncos. Yeah, with the Broncos. He's been to the Super Bowl three times, lost twice. Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what happens next. Uh, so I mean, what what do you think is gonna happen to Peyton in the next coming in the rest of the season? You think he's gonna? I think he's gonna play down? maybe two more games. I think he's gonna rest. Two to three weeks. I think they'll play two the last two games of the year and then play in a playoff game. And I, I don't think the Broncos are going to win a playoff game. I don't think they're going to make a run. Because they're going to have to play a wild card game. And that will probably mean they're going to play the Raiders, Chiefs. All the Raiders. The Raiders have been doing so well. Who else is out there? I mean, they've been okay. Competitive. 
Jets, Bills. The Jets are going to be up there. NFC South is horrible. Yeah. You got the Steelers. They might play the Steelers. And they, they no, don't right. lose. Yeah. Don't I mean, the is, Le- is Le'Veon Bell done for the season? Yeah, the he's, playoffs? he's done. Towards he's, ACL. Even, even the playoffs? Towards ACL, yeah. Oh, he's done. Well, that's sad. But they got D'Angelo Williams. Was, who, ah, he did work against the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did work against the Raiders last time they played. So that's going to be really interesting. Um, Moving on to other quarterbacks who've been having some troubles. Uh, Kaepernick on IR, like we mentioned earlier. I think he'll be signed. I don't think he'll be signed as in like, okay, this is our next option for a quarterback. I think he'll be signed for like, let's sign this guy for a year or so and draft another a new quarterback to kind of transition in. I think the Niners will cut him mm-hmm. near draft time. Um, I think the Niners are going to pick up another quarterback in the draft. I don't think there's really that many quarterbacks out there. To people were talking about agency. people were talking about uh, Niners should draft Jerry uh, Goff. Yes, Mr. Goff. That's what they're saying about uh, Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers didn't go to the Niners that one year. That's what I'm saying. It's really interesting. Everyone's like all on golf just because there's not a lot of quarterbacks out there, right? The Penn State quarterback's pretty highly touted. Mm-hmm. Um, the TCU quarterback, I'm not a big fan. Mm-hmm. Jared Boykin, something like that. Yes, yes. Should be interesting. So, what do you think Kaepernick ends up in? I think he ends up with. For some reason, I'm thinking the Browns. Their quarterback situation and is a mess. So Manziel, Manziel's like just out. You think he's just out? He's not going to be. I don't think he's good enough to play in the NFL. Well, not good enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's that good. And then he's just nothing but trouble. I don't. I don't yeah, I don't care for Manziel at all. Sorry, Manziel, don't come to the show. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it's just he's just weird to me. Uh, but uh, okay, so you think Kaepernick's going to sign with the, with the, with the, the Browns? The Browns or not the Titans? Yeah, we'll see how things the go. Jets. The Jets. Jets need a quarterback. Yeah. Yes, the Jets do need a quarterback. But the media, the New York media, it's crazy. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I feel I feel like uh, I'm I'm gonna call it out. Kaepernick, go to CFL. Canadian Football League needs you. You're you're ready. You'll bring the star power and the big name. Some random CFL team. There's like eight of them. <laughs> well, well, one of them will pick you up. I think he has too big of an ego. To be in the CFL, CFL's no point. No, but I think he has too big of an ego. Him himself. Uh, I'm not talking. I'm not. Saying anything about the CFL. I remember when Kaepernick did that. Did you see the Madden commercial? Which one? The, the one where he, like, he's with his teammates and dancing? And no! Oh, off. you haven't seen it? Which one? Yo! Okay, we, we're going to take a break so you can just watch this. <laughs> hoo That was good. All right. <laughs> hoo Hoo-ah! I feel Kaepernick in there. I'm not going to lie. As much as I feel like he's a little too much. I think that was hilarious. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I didn't know he had acting ability. But yeah, he, man. <laughs> now, now he has a secondary career. He should have spent a little more time with uh, with the football than with uh, the cameras. But, anyways. Funny commercial. Yeah. Funny commercial. Funny commercial. Going back to football. <laughs> Sanchez starts, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw that he, he started, he played pretty, uh, he, today's game he started off really well. Okay, so so we'll see how things go there. Um, Foles is benched. Right? Foles got benched. How do you feel about that? Well, I think uh, they weren't doing much in the offensive side. Their defense is on point. Mm-hmm. It's one of the better defenses mm-hmm. in, in the league. Their secondary is good. Their front seven is really, really good. Yeah. Especially they can rush a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. And then the, the running back is one probably the best thing since Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're, they're kind of lagging in, in, in the – in the quarterback position, Tavon Austin is not the greatest receiver in the world. 
he has he has a lot of potential, but he's not the greatest receiver. Um, yeah, Nick Foles wasn't doing wasn't doing cutting it for the job for, for the for the Rams. Cool. Now going back to uh, another sad Sarah McLaughlin uh, case story. The Cowboys seven losses in a row. Robo going coming back to play this Sunday or mm-hmm. today. Uh, so after this podcast is released, we'll know how that goes. But uh, what do you think about the Cowboys? I think uh, well, the NFC East is still manageable, right? Because I think a week, week. The, yeah, it's, it's the Giants <laughs> are either five and four or four and five. Mm-hmm. So are the Eagles. And the Redskins, so they're all basically in the same thing. And the Cowboys are two and seven. It's a good thing that they won the first two games. Yep. But losing Sam Rowe hurts your confidence mm. as a team. And my Romo can probably win half of the games that are remaining. Mm-hmm. So maybe go four and three. Yeah. That's not good enough to to make it to the playoffs. And I also know that just even going past the whole uh, some losses thing, the team in itself and the team. Chemistry is just taking a big hit with the whole Greg Hardy case. Yeah. yeah, a lot of a lot of his teammates are not trusting him. It's from what it sounds like on social media and just in general through through media, general media. Uh, but how, how, what do you think about that, Serge? Like, do you feel like should the Cowboys release Hardy? I mean, they spent I don't know how much they spent on him, but well, uh, what well, do you think? They signed him for a year, right? Yeah. And then for some reason. Jerry Jones said that they wanted to do an extension a couple weeks ago. And everybody, even including no, he got Cowboy a lot of backlash. Fans. Even even Cowboy fans are like, wait, no, this guy's a bad guy. <laughs> He's done some shady ish in the past and recently. So, what are we doing? There, there. I can't remember of an athlete that's been more hated than this guy, like unanimously. Yeah, like, I like WWE, but <laughs> you go like the NWO Hulk Hogan or something, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, but. Tell you something, brother. Go Floyd ahead. Mayweather might be up there too as one of the more hated yeah. athletes, but yeah, and a lot of people, not a lot. I don't know anybody who likes Craig Hardy mm-hmm. as like a man, not just mm-hmm. as a football player. He's a fantastic football player. Oh, yeah, he has a skill. I mean, just because you have skills doesn't mean you're a good player. All right, Serge, college basketball, what do you think? I'm excited about college basketball, especially because yeah? Cal is ranked. Yes! Cal's ranked in the top and 15. And they got a Filipino on the team. Yeah, he's like half Filipino, half... Research, 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 research. Filipino on, on the spot. Cal basketball team. Yeah, Brandon Shoka. Where's he from? 5'9", Brandon Shoka. Uh, somewhere in California, but dude's half Filipino, I believe, and half uh, Latino, I believe. Is he freshman? Yeah, what is he? No, I think it's his season, second season. I saw him play once. But dude's five nine, you know, fast, you know, vision, dude. I don't know. It's it's, kind of remind me of, like Alberto uh, Gutierrez. Oh, the guy with long hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. You think like playing like in the D league right now? Or yeah, I think so. Yeah, that guy's dope. So it's, it was pretty cool to see see folks like that. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, Cal basketball. What do you think? I think we are. Especially because we have two top ten recruits, mm-hmm. I think Sweet Sixteen is expected. Mm-hmm. Elite Eight would be great. All right, mm. we can we can po- we can probably win the Pac twelve. I think I think somebody some of us, some uh, analysts have picked us to win the Pac twelve. Mm-hmm. I think we can win it, and Elite Eight is what I'm hoping for. I'm really hoping for a championship, but that's a a couple great teams. Ahead. I, I think it'll be uh, this coming season. Season will be a really great uh, building block towards that kind of goal, though. 
No, we were having a couple. Of but the thing is, there's one and dones, and I think our two guys, our two main guys, are one and dones. Mm. Right. But you're also talking about those those recruits, right? Or how many top recruits we have? Like one. We have two. Two, right? Two yeah. top ten. So you feel those two are like one year and then they're out. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're that good. Really? They're wow. that good. And that's the thing. I kind of you know, it kind of that sucks. I mean, it's great for them. But for, you know, college teams, like, I don't know. For the program themselves, it's, yeah. it's tough. Only... But I, I don't feel bad, though, because these athletes aren't getting paid. No, they're not, not getting paid. Not, same thing with NCAA football and baseball and all that. These athletes are not getting any kind of benefit aside from being able to play. And people will argue, oh, well, they'll, they'll be able to make it to the to the big leagues or whatever. Only 10% of them. Exactly. And, or less. Know, and a lot of them, you know, they put, in, they, they put their bodies in line to, to, to yeah. play the sport. And although they, I'm sure they love it. And they wouldn't want to trade that experience when their colleges and universities make that much money off their uh, off their names and mm-hmm. off their jerseys and off, off their likeness. Yeah, it's like no, that. it's it's a little uh, disparaging. So I mean, we'll see how things go. So, what's okay. your what's your prediction for Cal? Uh, Elite Eight. Elite Eight. I'm, I'm being I'm being a little hopeful. Elite okay. Eight. So this starts our panda picks for week two. We're um, three now. We're three now. We started the season three now. So, Serge, I mean, what teams did we play, though? We, we played Santa Barbara. We played eh. We played somebody last week. No, not last week. Yesterday or mm-hmm. two days ago. And we barely beat them by, like, five or six points. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a close game. But we're playing in a tournament this weekend in Las Vegas. One of my boys, Travis, shout out, uh, is going to go, you know, Travis. Cholo, hey, <laughs> yeah. I played on softball, and I was not good. <laughs> Sorry I dropped, like, a bunch of, like, five balls. I'm not that great. But thank you for letting me play with you all. They made me happy. Anyways, so he's gonna go see him play in, in this tournament. I, I forgot the name of the tournament. It's not two K. We played two K last year, and uh, we're playing San Diego State in, in our first game. So cool. we win that one. We play in the finals, and then yeah. So that'll be good recognition. Cool. So you think Elite Eight? I'm hoping for Elite Eight. All right. So that's your prediction. Your panda prediction, right? Yeah. All right. So my panda prediction for Cal. I love you, Cal. But I'm sorry. I think their season will end in the Sweet Sixteen. Sweet Sixteen. I, mean, I think it'll be great to see you get to that point, but realistically, looking at the, at the competition will be coming out of the NCAA, I don't know. I mean, who knows how the season, the season's going to look. So you got you to gotta think about it as well. Like, last year we made it to the round 32, right? Mm-hmm. And then we kept all, all our best players. Mm-hmm. So we kept our best players, and we got two top 10 recruits in our team. But will they transition well? I think so. We're 3-0. We'll see how things go. So you're saying they will make it to the Elite Eight and lose there, correct? I think they'll make it at least there, yeah. Okay. For me, I think they'll make it to, to the 16, but won't, but won't be able to move forward. So, top 32, up to the 16, they'll lose there. We'll see how things go at the end of NCAA basketball season. Uh, but keep it here to uh, to find out what happens. <laughs> any, no, last, any last thoughts about Cal? Not really, but there's a couple squads out there that are looking pretty good. Kentucky, Kentucky looks good. Oh, as always. They, re, they uh, reloaded with their freshmen. Always. Yep. Um, I'm really excited about LSU. Even mm. though they're barely ranked in the top 25, mm-hmm. I think they're top 20 now. But their their freshman Ben Simmons, the number one recruit yes, out of Australia. Guy. Yeah, that guy is good. He he looks like a young LeBron James the way he passes the ball. Mm. And he's big. He's like six nine. Mm. And he's like a full body freshman. It's not like a Kobe Bryant coming out of coming out of high school or Tracy McGrady coming out of high school or KG. And he's probably the most exciting freshman or or basketball player in, in, in NCAA since probably Kevin Durant when wow. he played at Texas. Wow. I like That'll him a lot. All right. I'll keep an eye on, on that kid right there. Uh, anything else for 
NCAA uh, college basketball? I don't know. Just it's early in the season. Like n- nothing really gets interesting till January, or February. So. All right, El Clasico. El Clasico. Serge, what's going on? Barcelona beat, beat, beat the daylights out of Real Madrid. How do you, what, what do you think happened? Well, and they beat him at. Madrid after yeah. that oh, it was 4-0 4-0 uh, Suarez scored two goals Neymar scored one I can't remember I think Iniesta scored the other one mm-hmm. Messi didn't play the, the the best player in Barca's team didn't play the best player in the world didn't play uh, Messi got injured um, maybe like six seven weeks ago oh he, he, oh that's right I remember so yeah. he's gone for like how many well he was in the bench so mm. like oh, so he was ready but he didn't he could have played a couple like 15-20 minutes isn't that kind of funny oh man it's Real terrible. Real Madrid must, must, must go horrible. That couldn't. It's awful because it's it's huge rivalry. It's probably the biggest rivalry in all all sports. Mm-hmm. Makes and, sense. And um and they're really really passionate about soccer in Spain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And um that they lost in Madrid is even worse. Um, I think Rafa Benitez, who's the coach at um, at Real Madrid, might lose his job this week. That's how tough it really? is. Really? Well, he, the thing he, is... He's no, a coach Chelsea. <laughs> he was a coach Chelsea. Not a lot of people like him. He's a defensive-minded coach. Yeah. And he put an offensive team uh, yesterday. And they, didn't, they couldn't... They didn't vibe. No. Mm-hmm. goals. No, no production. Yeah. But the thing is, his players don't like him. Mm-hmm. There's been rumors that his players don't, aren't happy with the system. Yeah. Thomas Rodriguez is probably the most vocalist one. Yeah. Most vocal one. Yeah. Um... And then you got the media not liking them and the fans not liking the style of the of the team. Is it very similar to Chelsea's Park the Bus? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very Which, defensive. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, when Chelsea did Park the Bus last season, when we won, um, everything basically, the fans didn't seem that disappointed because we're winning. Because they're winning. But if it doesn't I mean, work, that's when it just gets sad. <laughs> well, Madrid, Madrid's winning. They're second place. Okay. But the fans are. Sorry. They don't. They like winning. A more. lot. Yeah, I feel, they I like, feel like a lot. I feel like with Chelsea, they're it's used not, to yeah, winning. It's not like we're we're like you know, uh, well Chelsea, Manchester back in the day where you know it's always oh yeah, United will win. United well, will win. Well, United Chelsea, will the win. thing about Chelsea, Chelsea was a mediocre team for like fifty mm-hmm. years, right? Yeah, yeah we were until know. your owner. I can't remember his name. Uh, Bromwich. Yes, Bromwich. So your owner came out and then just started spending money crazy. Got Drogba, mm-hmm. got uh, Didier, Drogba. got Balik, got uh, Lampard, John Terry, all these guys. You got all these guys, and then they started winning. They got Jose, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. They won a couple of titles with him. Yes. But they didn't win the big one until a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And they won the Champions League. Oh wait, I remember. I still remember that goal. Uh, I'll I'll add the clip right now. You're in that match against against uh, Barcelona, the last minute goal. Uh, I can't remember goal. Remember it? No. Let's take it down breaks. So I can show you the goal. The shot for Suarez in. This could be the most dramatic story of the season. It's Torres oh! to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League final. The headline has been written. All right, Gary Neville. Gary Neville with a big O. 
I don't know. So we'll, we'll or, see how things go. <laughs> goal. This podcast is not explicit. <laughs> Scientific by nature. Um, so El Clasico. Surprise? No? I was a bit surprised by the result. Like, mm-hmm. I think a 1-0 Barca win or a 2-1 Barca win is, mm-hmm. is fine. But 4-0 is, is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. What will Real Madrid need to do to, to change things up? And, and uh, Heads need to roll. Mm. You know Rafa's gone? I don't know if he's gone yet, but he should be. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody, nobody likes him. Even though I, I'm a Liverpool Red fan and he was the coach when we won our last Champions mm-hmm. League uh, title. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. He got. He got kicked. He got. He got fired from mm-hmm. Liverpool for a reason. Cool, cool. So going from one team, we're going from one team with high expectations, not fulfilling those expectations, to one team with high expectations who has gone beyond those expectations. Golden State Warriors, fourteen and zero. Can they win seventy games? Can they win seventy games? I mean, it looks like it right now, right? <laughs> it's like they're covered. It's like every single game you'd be playing. There's a random, not random star, but like it's not just. It's not like it's just Curry, no, or like two, three players holding it down. It's an entire team, bench players stepping up and becoming stars in that in that moment. Yeah, I think it's really. It's so. It's not just rare, but it's so unique and special. Like you don't want to miss this kind of team. No, the crazy thing about this is like when you're watching some of their games and they're down by like ten points or like whatever, twelve points. Like in the fourth quarter, like you're still thinking in the back of your mind, these guys are gonna make a run. These guys are gonna get it at least close, or they're gonna win the game. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're, you're not in doubt of that mm-hmm. because they can get hot like that really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's what happened with the Clips on Thursday, right? Yeah, they were down by like 17 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and then they won by seven. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're a team with like a chip on the shoulder, right? Yeah, like. They won everything last year. They won, I think, 67 games, and yeah. they won the title. And then Doc Rivers said that they got lucky. Yeah. They got lucky because the teams they played against, they matched up well against them. And then what happened to the Clips? Have you seen Have you seen those faces? There was, like, last minute or two of the game when, when the Warriors were up, like, seven. And you just you could tell. You could just tell the energy for what the Clippers was just crazy low. Doc Rivers looking like he's about to cry, you know. Uh, Chris Paul looking like he's gonna he's gonna walk to the locker rooms like take a take a take a breather and just cry. It was it was sad, man. And, you know, you just gotta give him a little moment. <laughs> In the arms okay, I love you. Uh, not the Lakers. All right, enough of that. Uh, but the Warriors. So seventy games. I don't want to say that just yet. Mm. Even though they're like, what, a game away from tying the record for best start in NBA history? Yeah. Um, Seventy games is a lot. And then everybody has to be healthy. It's all depending on their health. Seventy games, since they did 67 last year, is, is I would say is feasible. But So, kind of pick time. There's only one team that's ever won 70 games. Yeah, the Bulls. Yeah, so they won 72. 96. 96, yeah. So, for Warriors, 70 might be a little too high. Warriors above, below 65. Above 65. Above 65. I'll take 65, yeah. Surge, right here at the Panda Panda Bar. Panda pick number two. Warriors will be... Taking more than 65 wins, uh, myself, 
um, Alabama should be going below. I, I think, yeah, it's amazing, and I have a lot of respect for the work that they've been doing, but for some reason, I feel like something's going to go wrong. So, I mean... They haven't played just, the Lakers yet. Is that, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they face Kobe, you know, man, world peace. Old man in, Kobe. Throw an elbow somewhere. You know, it's going to be a whole whole deal. But, no. In reality, though, I think I know they're starting really hot. I know they're doing amazing work. But for some reason, like, I, I can't buy into the hype that much. You think they're going to start resting players or something? I think that's... At the end of the year? They, even, they have a big enough... Not lead, even that. Like, I feel like something's going to go wrong where someone's going to get injured. That's just my, my, you know, my big toe wiggling a bit and, and me feeling like something could go wrong. So that's that's my thing. I'll go below 65, which I know is not a popular um, uh, a panda pick or a popular prediction. But for some reason, I have a feeling something's going to go wrong. Hopefully not. They, well, they Hopefully only, injured, they only but... need like 60 games, 60 wins to win the West anyways, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, feel in that, I think that's going to be realistic, of course. I'm, mm-hmm. They're going to win the West, hands down, in my opinion. But uh, 65, for some reason, I just feel like they can't do that. Last section of our podcast, of course, is the top five. And Sergio, what is today this week's top five topic? Today's top five is the top five best sports films of all time. Mm, we're talking about all of sports films in all history. So, Serge, we will, would you want to kick it off? Yeah, I'll go with uh, uh, my number five is The Fighter with Mark Wahlberg and uh, Christian Bale. Good, Who good. won an Oscar for that? Good, good. My number four is Remember the Titans. Ah, I gotcha. With Denzel. Nice. I actually live maybe like a mile away from that high school. Did really? You know that? Yeah. They're in SoCal? Alexandria. Oh, oh, what? Yeah. Yo, did you go do a show, a show on the campus? <laughs> and then my number three is Any Given Sunday ah, with Jamie Foxx. Yes, yes. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Uh, my number two is Rocky. Always the a first classic. one. Always a classic. One best picture. Yo, Adrian. Yeah. Yep. My numero uno <coughs> is Raging Bull. Huh. The Robert De Niro, Martin Scorsese film. Tell me about this. So why Raging Bull? And I honestly haven't seen it, so. Raging I'm Bull a bad, is. Uh, a bad fan, but what's going on? Raging Bull is, without a doubt, probably the best made sports film. Mm-hmm. It's probably not the most, re- the mo- the best rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Right, because you see once, okay, I, I saw what, it, what what everybody's talking about. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a story about Jake LaMotta, how he self destructs mm-hmm. after his career, and mm-hmm. he's a fairly he's a man filled with jealousy, and because his his brother was his manager, and then for some reason he gets in his head at the end of the, at the end of the movie that his brother did something with with his wife, and then he goes. To his brother's house on like a Sunday afternoon when they're having uh, lunch, and he starts starts beating him up in front of his kids. And then uh, after that, his wife divorces him, and then like he's at the end of the movie, he's like selling his championship belt for money. Uh, what do you call that when he's when he um he pawn it? He's, he was pawning it, yeah. The wow. jewels in his belt. That's not like some kind of a. <laughs> Like some kind of, uh, I don't know, Bella kind of stuff, man. Yeah, well, the thing about that movie is that Robert Nero won uh, Best Actor. And it's mm-hmm. one of the greatest performances any actor's ever given. He gained, like, 40 pounds. 
to portray Jake Mamada uh, post career, mm. and then while he was in the ring, it's it's very savage the way mm. they shot the fight scenes in there too. Mm. Great film. Crazy. All right, my top five. Number five, The Replacements. Have you heard of that film? Yeah. Keanu Reeves yeah, is coming yes. in. It's, it's, entertaining. It's, it's entertaining. I mean, you it's know, I'm, I, mean, my, I feel like when I do the top five, there's a search, search, going to be doing those highly critically acclaimed kind of picks for me. It's just like, oh, what makes me happy? Or oh, what makes me laugh? The Replacements was just great. I just like seeing all these random, like, characters of folks come in and, and uh, join a team and, you know, go, going from, a, I think he was Australian, the Australian smoking kicker mm-hmm. uh, to, like, the sumo dude. Uh, to the, the uh, who was it? Was it Arsenio Hall? No, I can't remember who, who played the wide receiver. I can't remember. Yeah, the dude it might have been Arsenio Hall. Yeah, anyways, talking about the wide receiver who, no, uh, it wasn't Arsenio Hall. It was this, I, oh, seven up guy. Yeah, yeah, seven up guy. Talking about seven up guy, uh, working in the grocery store and then all of a sudden became a wide receiver. And of course, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves? Yeah, Keanu Reeves becoming the star quarterback. Uh, which is it was hilarious. And who was it? Gene Hackman wasn't he the the coach? Gene Hackman was Gene the coach. Gene Hackman was the coach. Gene, Gene Hackman threw the doctor. And and it's not you know an amazing sports film, but it was just it was just funny. It was just like a, a random film that I would play like for the family. You know, it's just, it just makes makes things. Really I haven't seen it in years, but it definitely has rewatchability. Exactly. Number four. I don't know if you've seen this before, uh, Serge, but uh, Shaolin Soccer. Mm-mm. Have you heard about Shaolin Soccer? Shaolin Soccer is a uh, is my number four. Um, mm, like a Chinese film. Uh, yeah, it has aspects of kung fu and uh, and uh, basically I can't remember the specific plot, but I think it's with 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 monks um, playing soccer, and then they it's just, it just has a bunch of crazy uh, martial arts film esque kind of uh, okay. scenes, and it was just really fun, a really fun movie. Number three. Forever, forever. Sandlot, my oh, number okay. one movie as a kid. I just love the camaraderie of, of those young boys just playing ball in the little sandlot. Uh, little stories of uh, past baseball heroes and, and seeing where they went growing up. And that was what I wish I had as a kid. And to a point I did, but like just a group of friends just playing baseball every single day and just sharing that space. That was a great movie. Good pick. Uh, number two, Major League. Uh, which movie? I like number two the best, but you know, whether it be one or two, number three was kind of weird. Charlie Sheen? Yes, with Charlie Sheen. The reason why I love this film a lot is it just reminded me of my San Francisco Giants. Uh, Brian Wilson, uh, Charlie Sheen's character, very much matching up. Talking about the manager, um, he's a very like, you know, soft-spoken, but very kind of grumbly kind of character, just like Bruce Bochy, the, the old-school catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, reminds me of a young you know, Buster Posey, but of course he's, he's a little younger. Um, but you know, I love Major League. It was, it was a good film. I think they're going to do a remake soon. And then my number one, which I know you probably do not agree with. Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings, my number one. As a kid, I love this this movie. My number one Disney movie, my number one sports movie. And Sergio's shaking his head right now. He's like, are you serious? Uh, He's a bad mother. (laughs) (laughs) Kiss the egg. I don't want to kiss the egg. Kiss the egg, man. Good luck. (laughs) Sanka, you dead, man? I loved Cool Runnings, man. That was my favorite movie, my favorite all-time sports movie. I mean, yes, it's not really the best, whatever, but very quotable, um, very lighthearted, uh, mm-hmm. based on a true story, um, set in Canada, go Canada. Uh, but yeah, Cool Runnings, number one. 
What's it? John Candy, right? The name of the actor. Yeah, John Candy. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, John Candy was a big Niner fan. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's our top five selections for all-time sports movies. Uh, you could love us for them, you could hate us for them, but uh, those are our picks. Uh, but yeah. Always in trouble, need love on the double spin cake in a lifetime. Climbing to the level contract with the devil loophole. Expiration day on the side of good people. All right, our last day. section, what's to watch? Want to keep an eye on. Serge, what you got for us? Uh, I'm I'm excited about the new Creed film, the new Rocky movie. Mm, right? Yep. Have you heard about the plot about that? Yep. Yes. Yep. The son of Apollo Creed, Creed. played by Michael B. Jordan. I'm a big fan. Huge fan. Yes. Well. Have you watched Parenthood? You should. I don't know. Have you seen The Wire? <laughs> He's on The Wire. Yeah, the first oh, season. I just tripped on some wires. <laughs> Sorry. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. He gets yeah, shot. and then of course he played um, uh, what was it? uh Fruitvale. Fruitvale Station. Station yes. Friday, Friday Night Lights. He did a great. Yeah. He was. Fantastic Four. Yes. What's what's the movie with Zac Efron and Miles Teller? Um, what's the name? But he's one of the leads. Yeah, I mean, he's, I think he's a great actor. I think he's awesome. Very like uh, yeah. awesome. He was, he was at the fight last night. Oh, that's right. So Creed, Creed, good, good pick. What else in terms of a sport, uh, a game? What, what game should we be looking forward to? Michigan, Ohio State. There's no yes. bigger game than that. Who are you taking for that? Uh, Ohio State. I think they're they'll bounce back. I think they have, in my opinion, they have the best team in the country. Okay. All their all their pieces came back from last year from the championship team. Okay. Um, All right, so uh, Serge going with Ohio State. Myself, I'm going with Michigan. I'm, I'm going to stick with, with Harbaugh for this. I know they're not the best team right now. I know they have it's, it's a building season. Uh, but I think uh, on the other side of things, Ohio State, I think for some reason, and you're going to hate me for this, they're going to crumble. I, I, I feel like the team's chemistry is just going to break down. They have all the talent. No one's going to trust the coach. It's going to be a horrible situation. Things are just going to blow up. I don't know. I, I don't think Aaron <laughs> uh, Meyer... And his his team is gonna lose two games in a row. I mean, we'll see. I think they've only lost what two, three games since mm. Urban been head coach, and he's been the head coach for four years. Mm, you're right. So what's the it goes? Panda pick number three. Sergio going with Ohio State, the Ohio State. And then my boss is also an Ohio State alum. Oh, that's why. That's, <laughs> yeah. all, that's, re- that's the reason why. <laughs> I'm going with uh, Big Blue with Michigan. Charles Woodson, I think went there. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, he did. Michigan. And, and Tom Terrific. Tom Brady. Yes. Oh, that's right. Oh, so crazy. Awesome. What to listen to, Serge? What should we be listening to? Adele's new album. Hello. It just got released on Friday. and 25. And it's gotten decent reviews. On Metacritic, it has like a 77. Yeah, you should like, check out the site, website of Metacritic. We'll check it out. Didn't it uh, break a record? It's gonna, Well, it's, it just got released on Friday, so we'll know by next Friday. Friday, how many mm-hmm. albums was actually sold, but uh, it's projecting to sell about two and a half million copies in its first nice. week, which is the record for a one week nice. sale. Nice. So right now, the record holders is uh, in sync with uh, no strings attached. <laughs> how do you know that? I know everything, bro. Because Sergio, you heard it right here, Panda Bar. Sergio is a huge in sync fan. That's awesome. <laughs> Justin Timberlake coming to the show. Sergio would love to see you and meet you. I'm a Justin Timberlake fan. Yeah, I'll he's admit funny. That. He's funny, right? All those, uh, have you seen them on SNL? I've seen them on SNL and I've seen them with Jimmy Fallon. I'm right down to Funky Town. Like, that, oh, he's Hashtag. hilarious. Hashtag all the um, the little singing things. Just as I, I feel like I, I didn't like him when he was younger with NSYNC. 
But now, like, he, I feel he's a little he's more like mature. Cool he's funny. He's, like, not, like, trying to be too cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like back in the day, he was kind of like a Justin Timberlake, uh, Justin uh, Bieber kind of-ish kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. ugh, get out of here with your denim jackets with Britney Spears and all that. <laughs> um, <laughs> just Google Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, denim, and you'll know what I'm talking about, listeners. Uh, but, yeah, okay. So Adele's yeah. album. Adele's Adele's, album. And it's gotten good reviews. I mean, she, her, her, the people that, that buy her music are an older generation, so they're not people that stream yeah. albums. Yeah. Right? They go buy the hard copy of it. They're basically saying that her fans are people who have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you know what, what Adele did? What? She made it not streamable. Yeah, people were hating about that. Yeah, yeah. Spotify, Spotify what do you say? Spotify or Spotify? Yeah, Spotify. Spotify and Apple Music, you cannot stream her album. You have to buy it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's the thing. Like, as an artist, it kind of sucks. And <laughs> we'll admit it, too. But, I mean, <laughs> it's so easy to find songs, whether it be through YouTube yeah. <clears throat> or, or uh, through some kind of streaming, uh, kind of whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, she, Adele, do your thing. You know, um, you, know you, you deserve that kind of money. You put in work. You know, Adele, we love you. Come to the show. Cool. Yeah. So, two million copies is just crazy. Alright, athletes for next week. Who do we want to watch in terms of athletes? I think we have to keep an eye on Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi. Lionel. Lionel? Lionel? How do you pronounce Papulga. it? How, how do you pronounce it? Lionel? Lionel. 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 Lionel Messi. Lionel. Lionel. Not a little Richie. Hello. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. They have the same name. What's up? Okay. Lionel Messi, uh, he's been in the bench. He's been injured for... Almost two months now, and I think he's gonna. He's excited to come back and be the best player in the world again. Cool. And uh, my number two guy to watch is uh, Ben Simmons from LSU, the forward. That's good. That's awesome. All right, that's what to watch. So this is where we end you uh, for this week, uh, podcast listeners. Uh, I guess Panda Bar Piles, Panda Bar Bros, Panda Panda Pals. We'll, we'll we'll think of something. But thank you so much for listening. This is Wenjo Panda and Sergio Baragan. Uh, Baragan uh, signing out. Good one. Yeah, no, 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 no. I caught it. I caught it. I'm getting better. You're uh, rolling hard now. <laughs> Baragan. Uh, a couple of things. You could contact us via Gmail. Email at thepandabar at gmail.com. Send any of your questions, any you know, you tweet comments. Tweet us your questions. Tweet us your questions. At? At, uh, at the Panda Bar. Two R's for bar. The Panda. B-A-R-R. For our Gmail again, that's the Panda Bar with two R's at gmail.com. Uh, our Facebook, facebook.com slash the Panda Bar again with two R's. <laughs> <laughs> Just think of Sergio's last name, but Baragan. Baragan. Double R, Rough Riders. Yes, Yeah, uh, what else we got? We'll come up with an Instagram sometime soon. Hopefully, no one beats it to us. Uh, subscribe <laughs> to our podcast. Please, please, please leave a review. Could be positive, could be negative. Uh, we'd like to be positive, uh, but we want to improve on our podcast for you so you have a greater commute, a greater morning, afternoon, night, listening to the Panda Bar. Cooking session, whatever. Cooking session, whatever it is. Making a sweet, sweet. Ah, I know Sergio's voice is smooth, but I don't know if it's that smooth. <laughs> Anyways, we'll leave you here. Thank you again for listening. We'll come back next week. Send us an email, send us a, a like, a follow, a review. And until then, have a great week, listeners. Look, it's lyrics we part ways with arm. Believe that we starve hatred and these bars major. The bars been raised up as evident. Never been a day that these socks phased us. Nah.
Ah, uh, it's lyrics we part ways with. Ah. Uh, Believe that we starve hatred, yo, and these bars major. The bars been raised up, it's evident. Never been a day that these trunks phased us, uh.